Welcome to Voices, a national award-winning podcast brought to you by the Seneca Valley School District. Today, our guest is Seneca Valley High School Principal Bob Check. Thanks for being with us today. Thanks for having me. You know, we're, we're focusing this month on workforce development, training of students for all different kinds of careers. So at the high school level, if you could just provide a broad overview, what's available to high school students? As of right now, we have several options. You know, we like to talk about it in terms of year 13, what's going to happen after the students finish 12th grade. And uh, we have a lot of options, certainly a majority of our students go to, are going to college or have some type of post-secondary plan, whether that's a college, a trade school, going to the military, you know, all the traditional options. Uh, but we've also tried to get into different workforce developments as well. And how do we, how do we guide students into maybe some different careers um, and, or maybe even different majors that align with different careers. Because again, when we all went to school, you know, there's so many more jobs out there that uh, if you're not in the loop of looking and searching for jobs, you may not really understand what's available and what people right. do anymore. You know, and especially within education where many of us have been in this field for so long. Um, and so we, we have all of those programs, including, you know, our both technical institution up at um, uh, Butler County Votech. And that's uh, another avenue for workforce development. So we've got our co-op program, I think I've mentioned, and, and also looking at maybe aligning and adding some classes that are geared more specifically towards um, career development. Got it. So how does that fit into the whole idea of the Seneca Valley, the five career pathways to helping students have an idea of what's possible, what courses to take? So what we have determined and, and the conclusions that we've come to are, and we know there's a lot of purposes for school. The, the only purpose, the, you can't say, well, there's just one purpose for school and that's to get them ready for a career. You know, there's going to be a lot of people that argue that careers can get them ready for careers. Uh, and there's, there's different reasons to be in high school. And we get that. Um, so this isn't the sole purpose, but we've, we've slowly started to understand that we want kids to be more engaged in their educational process. And we think we can do that by aligning it with where they want to go for a career. And, and so what we've done is I'll just use a, a number of 500 classes we have available ninth through 12th, either traditional or in the cyber format. And they are normally listed by departments, English, science, math, social studies, art, family, consumer science, you know, the traditional um, departments is how they're listed and broken down so that kids know how to access these classes. And, and what we find is we have some really good classes that kids weren't necessarily finding because there, when you leave high school, there. Are, I know if you go to college, there's an English department and you have these departments, but in the real world, there's not an English, math, science, or social studies department. It's called life. True. And it's called, this is my career field. And so what we've done is said, let's take all of our classes and break them into these five career clusters that are, this is where the majority of kids are going into one of these five career clusters. And so we asked each one of our teachers to say, if you're going into this career cluster, the class that you presently teach, is it necessary to be, to take this class in order to excel or achieve in this career cluster? Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. 
you know, if you're going into engineering, you know, you might argue, well, um, in English, I, I really shouldn't do as much literature. I should probably do more technical writing. Got it. You know, again, there's an argument there, but it's something that we're starting to move towards and give kids more of a choice to do some of those things. So we're trying to align. We basically have taken our program of studies and, and sliced it into five equal or close to equal portions of if you're in this category, I want to go into health and human services. Here's the fifth of the classes, and there is overlap. Here's the sure. fifth of the classes that align. So these are the ones we recommend that you pick. Uh, so that's what we're trying to do with our pathways and have kids think about the classes they want using their careers and their interests as a backdrop. Now, that doesn't mean it's exclusively in there. You might want to take pottery just because you have an interest in it, but it has nothing to do with your career. And that's okay, too. Yeah. So we've allowed for flexibility for students to go outside of their pathway to pick up classes. And I think a great example of that is music. We have a very strong music program, but we don't have a lot of students who go into music as a career. They just like music. So we want to still afford those opportunities because that's part of the purpose of high school, too, being engaged. Yeah. So in addition to class selection or align with what you may want to do, you know, we, we've had other guests uh, in the past talk about the graduation project. Every senior yes. has to complete that. How does that fit into the whole idea? Because, you know, one of the things I've heard from other guests was it's so wide open and you can do so many different things with this. How does that fit into workforce development? So we did actually this year, we, we switched we used to have six or seven categories that students could choose from to where they wanted to do their, their senior project. And this year, what we did is we aligned that and we have six choices. Now, five of them are aligned to the pathways, really trying to get kids to think of more and or better ways of how can they connect their project to what they want to do for a living and actually go out and do some job shattering or some research on that category of job or that that sector because you know what we found is kids have an interest but they don't get the depth on it and and so what we're finding is some of the kids are starting to do this and and are understanding yes i definitely want to do this or no i'm not so sure i want to do this now because of the senior project now we only have five career pathways and again that, that some schools have six some have seven we went with five we also have a sixth category, though, in senior project, which is uh, self-development, personal development. Of okay. You want to do something to make yourself just better that maybe has nothing to do with your career. But we've left that in there as an option as well. But that's part of the goal of, of senior project. And we're talking more about shifting it towards that's always been a portion, but we're trying to shift it more towards the career exploration, job shadowing, aligning yeah. that experience with where you want to go in the future. So you have a better knowledge base of where you're going. All right. Now I'm aware that Seneca Valley has a really good co-op program. What is that all about? How does it work? So we have, uh, we've always had a co-op program and, and it's sort of been stigmatized in the, in the past that uh, if you, if you, you hate school or you don't like school, just go get a job. You can leave halfway through, get a couple of credits and you don't have to spend all day in school. And, you know, obviously everybody uses that a little bit differently. Some people use it to a great advantage and other people were just using it to get out of school. Whatever your reason was, it's sort of as stigmatized as that. Now um, we've sort of reborn 
our program. And uh, Aaron Scollard is our, our teacher of that right now. And what we're looking for is student aligning their co-op job with either something they're currently interested in or finding an interest for them. And uh, so we've got some, uh, you know, student wants to go into engineering. You know, we've got some engineering firms, uh, students into fabrication. We have Zaresco on board that can, they fabricate metal for the back of trucks and they're willing to do apprentices and whatnot. And, um, and then we have some kids that maybe are saying, hey, I want to do this, but I don't know where. I don't know. I'm not sure where to go, but um, I want to do, I want to get into an industry. So they would go and talk to our, our teacher, Mrs. Scholar, and she could say, here's what I have available. What interests you? And they can design it themselves a little bit in the experience. And it really, uh, so we're trying to make it more authentic and more meaningful than just a job. Now, some kids still just have a job, but what they do then is they align that with, um, a financial management piece. Okay, you're in this job now, you're making this kind of money. So when they come back into school, part of what they deal with and talk about is how do I manage the money that I'm making? And uh, so they've added that piece into it as well. And, and the other, you know, traditionally, this has not been a college route um, program. You know, if you were going to college, you pretty much stayed in school all day and got all of your academic credits. But now we do have some kids that, hey, just because I'm going to college and maybe I am going for engineering, can I get two elective credits doing this in in an engineering firm? Yeah. So that's, you know, we're at the beginning stages of remaking this. And we've got about 25 to 30 kids involved in it right now. And we're looking to grow that. I had a long conversation about that today. How do we continue to grow as we start to shift more towards preparing kids for the world in which they're going to enter? not the yeah. ones that we all entered um, whenever that was, you know, yes. I know we all, right. you want to listen to this is at a different age. So that's a generalization. So, so we've talked a lot about the more formal types of programs, but what, what are some other ways that students are being prepared for the workforce at Seneca Valley? So what we've been talking a lot about with the teachers is um, the 21st century skills of collaboration and creativity and being able to communicate, um, being able to be productive and manage your own time with more people working at home and less it have a boss physically around them. How do you do these things? So, you know, these are all 21st century skills. And and I know we're a third of the way into the, I guess a quarter of the way into the 21st century now, and we're still working on these. But we continue to to talk about how do we implement these in an everyday routine for kids so that they start to understand, you know, these are the things that you need in the world, mm-hmm. you know, and 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 I, I try to talk to the kids early in the year and I say, you know, everyone says, well, this isn't the real world. And I always look around and say, well, what is this, fake? Right. You know, this is the real world you're in right now. But I think what they're saying is the difference is right now you've got a lot of teachers and people around you that will prompt and support and do whatever it takes to get you to point B. And, and when you leave here, that doesn't necessarily happen. So you've got to assume a lot of those things on your own because people just don't do that for you. You've got to do it. Yeah. So we're trying to find ways to continue to make that part of our instruction, part of our conversation, part of our purpose. And, you know, we can then formalize that through our um, co-op program. 
and the senior project and you know students choosing to go to the vote uh, tech yeah you know those are all ways that then they can formalize and start to make those decisions and we have uh, i'll give you one more example we have a program that comes in called pnc partner up pnc is the uh, supporter and the the provider of this they uh, we have a, a lady that comes in from PNC and teaches seven two-hour classes of, that runs you through of how do you pick a career to how do you interview, how do you watch your social media, what do you value, what are you willing to do, what are your strengths, all of those yeah. things. That Then by the end, the, the sixth and seventh class of this is they get an interview for one of these companies. Now, it's PNC that runs it, but they... They represent about six or seven local companies that are all looking for candidates out of high school. And a lot of these are, um, you know, career type jobs that also have education benefits. You know, right. if you go to work for them, then they would help pay for your education as you are working for them. So that's another example of, you know, us trying to provide more opportunities for kids to access careers and information for careers before they uh, graduate and enter year 13. All right. It's funny you mentioned the real world, right? And I know that mm -hmm. one of the ways a lot of schools and classes will give a glimpse of the in quote marks, the real world, you either bring guests in to speak to the classes or you take the class out to get to experience right. what people are doing. How often does that happen? And can you provide some examples? It does happen. And, and one of our mottos here is we got to take the, the inside out and we got to bring the outside in. You know, we've got to mesh these more if, if we're going to make this a, a more authentic place of learning. And so we do have and it, it happens more in some of our upper level science classes that maybe are geared towards uh, physics or the medical field or the chemistry field. We have a, a STEM alumni day where all of those or a number of former graduates that are working in a field come back, they bring the outside in and they speak to our kids about the programs they're in, the careers that they have, the mistakes they made, the successes they've had. Um, you know, so we have a number, I bet we have well over a hundred speakers that come in. Wow. Uh, we, we also, uh, I know, you know, in our family and consumer science department and our tech department, there's a lot of outside uh, type of competitions that then are judged and are interacting with people in the field, like our, our bots IQ, you know, they're interacting with people on the outside about how to build these robots and, you know, uh, things of that nature. Yeah. So we've got, uh, we've done some partnerships with local colleges to bring them in Robert Morris, uh, LaRoche, BC three, um, I think Point Park might be one of them. We have a number of different partners that we we have there bringing them in. Um, some teachers have just specific. Uh, I know we just had a, a class. Our uh, anatomy class went to see open heart surgery. Oh, wow. So they, they witnessed that. Uh, that was this week at some point. So we uh, we are trying to engage them. Uh, and give them opportunities to connect to the outside world and bring that outside world into Seneca Valley as well. I love that. The inside out, outside in. Yeah. So you've, you provide some great info, Bob. Are there any additional thoughts you want to share with us before I let you go? Well, we're not, we're not quite there yet, you know, and, and it's a, the traditional school is it, one, it's 
a lot of people expect, a lot of people accept. And, um, you know, and this is a slow moving process as we develop these relationships and, and try to uh, move in this direction. But uh, it is on the forefront of all of our minds as we continue to do our work is how does what we're doing in here transfer to the outside world? Yeah. And uh, so we're continuing to find both formal and informal ways uh, to accomplish that. All right. So that was Seneca Valley High School Principal Bob Check. Thanks again for your time today. Sure. Thank you. All right. Take care.